Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Let's go! Another edition of the Let's Go Ricky Row podcast with Dr. Duran. And uh, sorry for the delay. We haven't had one because you are now a new father. Yeah, man. Num- baby number two? Baby number two came on March 30th. All right. So that's Saturday. Also my son Mateo's birthday. So. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. A lot of, I feel like a lot of yeah. uh, athletes, Richard Sherman, uh, Sergio Ramos, who my wife is a huge fan of. Uh, Who's that? Real Madrid. Okay. Uh, player for Spain. Okay. Um, one of her favorite players growing up. And you named the kid Aitor? <laughs> That's what everyone wanted. <laughs> That's what the group chat wanted. But no. We, so what's his real name? Diego Ricardo Romero. And you're sticking with that? We're sticking with it. You're not going to... You Did you turn in the birth certificate? Paperwork? Oh, yeah. it's a, you, can't, you can't go back unless he changes his name. Oh, we, unless we, Sanabia Alex convinces Sanabia. him when hey. he's... Old enough to change his well, name. So now he's playing in Aguascalientes. You know, in Mexico, they can do all kinds of paperwork for you. <laughs> yeah. They can, oh, they trust can... me. I know. <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> so Aitor uh, Lang, is that his name? Uh, <laughs> that's what you guys want it to be. Dude, imagine that because your wife is Canadian or and you're Mexican. Okay, uh, this kid is perfect. For, for those that don't know, Aitor is a character in... Club de Cuervos. No, forget these people on Netflix. Just uh, I mean, somebody's for, getting, hey, but it's oh, one of the, right. we, one for of our the, Canadian listeners. One of the for, funniest shows ever on Netflix. Yeah, so there's a uh, eccentric character named Aitor, which would be kind of like Ronaldo and like every single Brazilian yeah. mixed together. And uh, we said Ricky should name his kid Aitor. Um, well, I guess you don't want to. I guess <laughs> you want to have your own <laughs> memories with your son Diego. So thanks a lot to everybody that's been listening to the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast. Uh, we took that one break because Ricky was busy cutting the umbilical cord. How <laughs> dare you go and have your own life? Uh, if you haven't listened to us, we are now on Spotify, Google Play. It's out there everywhere. Uh, so you Canadians have been sending us messages. Uh, got the metrics back. Well, there's been people listening to us in Mexico. Oh, nice. Because you can tell where people are listening because when you register your phone, where you're at. So people have been listening in Mexico. So I guess there's a Sanabia's doing the, the Lord's work down in Aguascalientes. You better be. You better be. So thanks, everybody. I know and the Canadians are probably thinking these are all Blue Jay podcasts. No, they're not. They're friends of yours. They just yeah. happen to have played somewhere along the lines with along the Blue the Jays. Yeah. We have a long list of guests that are coming through. Uh, Ricky has gone and done the schedule of MLB. And we have people lined up in September and August. And it's when the Yankees come to town or when whoever come to town. We're going to find the broadcaster. So if you have anybody that you want to hear on the podcast, 
Go to their Instagram and tag them. Don't tell us what you want here. Tell them to come on. Other than JP. I've gotten about 100 of those. JP Orange Sevia <laughs> is a broadcaster now for the Marlins. Um, I don't know if we want him on because he's been posting on Instagram <laughs> that whenever we shout him out, he'll take that clip. And he'll post it on his Instagram story. But he won't repost us. Have you noticed that? <laughs> he won't put it on his story. He'll post all the stuff about him working out. Uh, he's all swollen and everything. But he won't ever repost, hey, go listen to my catcher. <sighs> to my pitcher. Whatever. Whatever you are. My favorite golfer. <laughs> so we'll get you on JP eventually. But thanks, everybody. Rate, review, share, and thanks a lot for all the comments, especially Blue Jays Nation, that website, who fucking loves us. That fucking great fucking review, right? That's right. Jesse yeah. Chavez is today's guest. Jesse, you played in Toronto. Yes, Let me tell you this right here. There's a website. It's called Blue Jays Nation, right? I believe that's what it's called. This guy left a review. Amazing. I fucking love this fucking okay. podcast. It's fucking amazing. It's so, not safe for work. It's not safe for work. So I read it exactly as the guy wrote uh. it. Then he tweets, I can't believe they read it exactly. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, uh, a little bit about yeah, Jesse Chavez. Today's guest, Jesse Chavez. We played in Toronto together in 2012. He saw a little bit of, I guess... The a little bit of my downfall, I would say, in the end of year. your career. Well, I mean, <laughs> I guess, yeah, because 2013 was the last time I was in the big leagues, but we played together in 2012. Um, and I think I saw him for the first time when he was in Indianapolis, and somebody mentioned something about, Yeah, this kid's from California, and I was like, What's his name? and skinny, throwing like 98 out of, Shut the, up. Out of the bullpen, and I'm like, Who the fuck is this guy? And obviously, it turned out to be Jesse Chavez. Um, we've always maintained a good relationship in Toronto. Huge uh, gaming system guy. Always carried his little uh, oh, laptop with the screen. He's that guy? Oh, yeah. And, I told you uh, we're not going to talk about baseball. <laughs> you walked around yeah. with your own PlayStation? Or what did you have? Yeah, I can't leave without the PlayStation or the Xbox. Depends on what shook up to the thing at the time. But, yeah, I'm taking one or the other. Do you still do that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm minimizing now. Now it's not as big and bulky. It's a little bit now fits in the backpack, but oh, because technology's helping you. Yeah, out. technology. <laughs> Wait, wh why? Gets you away from from the everyday life of just doing everything else. Like, and then you get to communicate with other other dummies on the on the on the front, and you're just like, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, like so these guys. You guys like he couldn't life. wait to get on the bus or get on the plane, open that screen up, and they're like, before the plane takes off, they're. Him and Brett Ciso, I remember they used used to be locked in just. Yeah. This was in the games. minor leagues. You're doing this? No, 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 no. 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 Big leagues. The big big leagues. leagues. I really wasn't a big gamer in the minor leagues. Funny. That's when you have like the 18 hour bus rides when that would have helped you, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. True. But booze at that time was helping out. Oh. <laughs> it made the it made the seat sitting upright a little bit easier to all relax right, in. All right. You know what I mean? Because, so uh, we always ask people like about their experience of what's going on. So. When you go and you say, hey, I'm bringing my video games on the plane, nobody says anything? No. No, no. They don't say nothing. They kind of look at you as a nerd, but you're like, oh, whatever. What were you playing? Call of Duty. Any new Call of Duty. Um, yeah. Uh, Get a little closer. Doesn't matter what it was. Whatever the game was at the time. Were you ever a Halo guy? Yeah. That was, yeah. That was the game. Yeah, I don't know about video games. Halo, Halo 1 and Halo 2 was sick. How they good were you on that? Three. Halo 1, I was nasty. <laughs> Halo 2, I was like, eh. That was the game uh, for us in college at Fullerton. We'd get three screens, and we'd get four, 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 and we'd play. you play against each other, and we'd have, like, roommate matchups and stuff like that. And, and you're doing was, this in the big leagues? No, this was in the minor leagues. Okay. Halo, yeah, wasn't, Halo really wasn't big. No, it wasn't. Until we, like, 
It was early in the minor leagues, right? Oh, I mean, it was early. I would say. It was in college for me. Yeah. So, so it was in like 2003 for me, four for me. Yeah. So that's college. Yeah. So the video game guys in the NBA, because I cover the Lakers and stuff, they love their gaming. These guys love playing it. So it's as soon as they get done, the basketball players love FIFA. Like a lot of the Laker guys love FIFA because yeah. I like playing other sports. You just want to kill people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it helps out. <laughs> really stress. It really stress. You ever shoot a gun like it relieves stress? It's unbelievable. Any, I mean, what if you gave up a few runs here and there? Yeah, you gotta let some steam out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not every night's gravy. <laughs> so when you go and you set up this room, like the other guys come and say, "Hey, Jess, let me play with you." Yeah, and then that's like a sort of team bonding, right? It is. Yeah, for sure. It really is. And if they don't play, they bring they in sit a, there and watch a, and sit there and watch, bring in a bottle, do whatever they want. What are do the to Dominicans doing? What's that? What are the Dominicans doing? Are they watching Playing cards or no, listening to music? No, but are they music? watching the video games? <laughs> Some of them will come in. Really? Some of them will come in. Yeah, I feel like the later on, the later the later it's gotten. Recent years, a lot of them yeah. have been coming in. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. when I would cover baseball, like these guys would be talking about uh, Call of Duty. I didn't know what it was, and you hear the Dominicans. It's like they're like making fun of the guys talking about. Yeah. it. So I always wondered if the Dominicans ever played. They're more like Jesse said, music, dancing, like a drink here and there, dancing, and that's that's. Their way of life, you know, their happiness. Mm-hmm. That's, that's yeah. what brings joy. So, do you joy. get sponsored? No. Like, what the hell? No, not <laughs> they, unless some, not unless somebody invites me, like wh- PlayStation or somebody. <laughs> no, because if they find out that you're doing, do they send you the games? No. When I was with, when I was with Anaheim, uh, Shoemaker knew somebody with uh, the guy that was in Call of Duty, the Activision guy, and we ended up going to visit visit uh, when we were in New York. Got a free little slim PlayStation and stuff like that, and. Thanks to Shu for doing that for us. Were but you, you like a kid in a candy store? When oh, you were? it was unbelievable. <laughs> it was sure. unbelievable. I wanted to play the game so bad. Oh, I was yeah. like, <laughs> you mean to tell me I got to sign a non-disclosure because I can't talk about it? Like, what do you mean? Oh, this you were going that Amazing. Big. Oh, wow. Oh, but yeah, like it's that, it, was that ba- it was that low. Like, yeah. Did you get his that. card and be like, hey, Matt, can you send me some games? No, no, I wish. What, no, I didn't want to push the envelope. Fuck you pushing the envelope. I'll just call Shu. Oh man, but you gotta go straight to the source. That's what I always tell people: closed mouths don't get fed. You t- why do you think I wear everything free? This Oregon State stuff I'm wearing because one of the guys I knew was coaching there. <laughs> they send me stuff. These shoes right here, hell yeah, these Nikes they came free. Hey, Bethel's a hustler. Hey man, man. If it's free. What's up? You want some? It's free. Give me three. You, what do you want? You want some Travis Matthew gear? You want you want an Ojo bag? You want Roger Dunn? We got you, bro. We got it all set up. So Jesse, I mean, a little bit about your story. Uh, which is yeah. what this podcast is Why do you want about? to talk about baseball? Let's go back to the video games. Um, <laughs> where where, where did you grow up? I grew up in Fontana. Grew up in Fontana. For most of my life, yeah. We, grew, we went back and forth. Um, Fontana and Born in San Gabriel. Downtown LA. We moved to Fontana when I was about two-ish, three-ish. Like, like everybody yeah. on yeah. the bigger house and they can't move. Leave, no, leave we LA. went to an apartment. We downgraded. Oh, what? Well, we kind of upgraded. Went from garage to an apartment. Okay. So it kind of like helped out. Okay. But I wouldn't have... Looking back, had it any other way, taught me a lot, helped me keep a lot of things in perspective moving forward. Yeah, but yeah, I grew up in Fontana. We went to went to kindergarten, in and first grade, moved back out to uh, West Covina area. Was there till third grade. Came back out back to Fontana. What what age did you start playing ball? I was three. Three. Yeah. Wow. Two. I was able to throw my apparently from what my dad says. Yeah. I was able to throw like a. A tennis ball with a light ball over a house, single story house at two. Come on. Who played in T ball and diapers? From my dad. From what, what he tells me. From what he tells me. Hey, I mean, and he's got a he thunderbolt of an arm. I hope so. he doesn't blow smoke up my ass. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> need your pops. You ain't getting tickets somewhere. <laughs> no, but he was, I mean, from 
up until like this point, I've been able to throw every day, and I pride myself on him being able to do that for me. Okay. Um, because you know us throwing a baseball, it's very hard on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And then I started playing t-ball at three. It was supposed to be four. Yeah. yeah. But was your dad your coach? No. Okay. No, he was working out in Cerritos. He was a warehouseman, so his hours fluctuated. Then my mom worked in the bakery as well, so it was either hopefully a coach got me, picked me up, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So I was in Fontana up until freshman year of college Mm -hmm. at Riverside Community. So let me uh, give people to listen around the world. Fontana, about an hour east of downtown Los Angeles, blue-collar, working-class city. It's on the 10. It's not exactly. Farm town. It was known as a farm town, yeah. Yeah. Back then, when he was a kid, it was... There was, it was before Rancho Cucamonga exploded. Yeah. It, when you got out there, you're like, damn, this is far. <laughs> like, it, there's nothing around there. People were going there. They ended up there. Yeah, people so, thought Palm Springs was in Arizona. Exactly. <laughs> it might as well be. And uh, But you grew up in, it sounds like, a hardworking, blue-collar family. You yeah. mentioned you guys lived in a garage as a little kid? When I was born, yeah, me and my, me and my mom and dad, yeah, we were in a garage, my grandparents' garage, yeah. Turned, they turned out into one one-bedroom room. Like a real us. Mexican. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you can't, nothing was ever handed to you. No, not at all. Everything's been yeah, earned. Yeah. From getting picked up in the back of my mom in the bakery while my dad was at work and she was working to go to practice type of deal, doing homework and stuff like that. Like, we never took anything for granted, but we lived every day, day by day. We yeah. were alive. That was the biggest thing for us. Yeah. And, and this we isn't going to be, we're not going to become one of those, like, get off my lawn in my day, like, no. my struggle. But, like, yeah. but the, the beauty of this podcast is we hear everybody's rise to where yeah. they're at. And it's, uh, like we've talked about some of the other guys, the grind of where you're going, and you just said something though that got me. You wouldn't change anything because that's who made you, right? Yeah. Those experiences, mm-hmm. like when you, like in Southern California, Ricky, we've talked about this. This guy got noticed to go to Fullerton because somebody wrote a story about him in the LA Times. Mm-hmm. You were drafted out of high school late in the rounds. Nobody signs when you're in the 39th round. Yeah. But you went to Riverside Junior College, where. They're scouts, but they're not really coming to look for you. Like, you've earned everything. How many years have you played in the major leagues? This is parts my 12th. And how many teams? Maybe 12 or 11. Something like that, right? Something like that. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. I lose track. I got to think about it. You Maybe it's like nine. That, I think we count. It's pound. nine teams, but you played with a couple of them multiple times. Multiple times. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, uh, I know Texas this is my third time. Is yeah. it really? Yeah. I was drafted <laughs> originally. I signed That's with right. them. That's right. That's right. Third time's a charm, year, man. And then this one, yeah. Third yeah. time's a charm. Well, well let me uh, refresh your memory, Jesse. Uh, here's what your Wikipedia says. Do you know, okay. you, do you, know you have one? No. <laughs> no, sick. Okay, is your name Jesse David? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, you played for the Pirates? Yep. Braves? Mm-hmm. Royals? Yes. A's? Yes. Blue Jays? Uh-huh. Dodgers? Yes. Angels? Yes. Rangers? Yes. Cubs? Yes. Okay. So, all right, the Wikipedia's legit. All right, it's there. Uh, they missed the Rays. You did. You played with the race. It was an off-season transaction. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, okay. <laughs> One <Nope>. of those. <laughs> okay, that's another thing because yeah. this is what it says. Like, who you TJ yeah. play for? But when you go and look at his like baseball reference, like all the teams where he's been involved with, if you oh, it, it, there's like the the print is like a negative eight font. <laughs> like, you really yeah. can't see it. But, yeah. When you were growing up as a little kid, did you want to be a baseball player? Dude, in all honesty, I never knew what it was. I never knew the ranks of minor league baseball. I never knew anything of what it was going to take to be a major leaguer. I just knew what it was on TV. Because I was more occupied with just living, being a kid. I, was, I wanted to be outside. I was either playing baseball during baseball season, and when summer came, I was playing football. 
And when I got to high school, I'd never got bigger. So I was like, man, this sucks. <laughs> so <I'm> like, <laughs> How much did you weigh? I was like 115, 120. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you ain't playing football. No. And I was quarterback. So, like, you're not no, going you're not. anywhere. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, it's, well, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of um, well, what I talked about, about my, my journey, too. You just live by, day by day. Nothing's handed yeah. to you. You go out no. there. You enjoy being a kid. Like you said, yeah. did I want to be a big leaguer? Yeah. But you don't know I mean, what it's gonna. Say, I you don't know what Dodgers. it's gonna take to get there. You, yeah, like you said, what you see on TV is mm-hmm. all you know. You're like, oh yeah, I want, I want to do that. But what everyone fails to understand is the steps that there is to get there. Not only from the draft to minor league ball, it's the work that you have to put in prior to that, from high school to for him going to junior college, for me going to Cal State Fullerton. I mean. It's just everyone travels such a different journey mm. in, in, a, in a unique way. And it's crazy when you get to the big leagues and you get not everyone's a first rounder. Not everyone's a second rounder. Not everyone's a top 10 rounder. You mm. meet guys that went the junior college way, that went straight out of high school, that, you know, there's just so many different cool stories that I think people should understand that not everyone has the luxurious of just making a lot of money early on and then getting to the big leagues. Did you even know how to get to the big leagues? No. <laughs> no, no like, idea. Okay, so you're in high school. Never went to a big league game when I was a kid growing up. So who, who did you root growing Nobody. up? Nobody. 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 Is uh, there a Pedro Martinez okay. because the Dodgers like said he was too small and he wasn't going to make it. And I, and like, I looked at myself, I was like, you're not getting any bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, screw the Dodgers, you know what I mean? <laughs> then, you, you know, then you go, but you still have the respect Wait, of who they are you? and where you're from. How tall were you? 6'2". In high school. Oh, in high school, six foot. So he was. Wait, you were six foot one fifteen. Oh, I was skinny. Oh. oh, buddy, we got to find those pictures somewhere around here. Yeah, <laughs> it was bad. It was There's bad. There's no way. Your mom yeah. worked in a bakery. You didn't get yeah. no bun. No, no, it was. Nope, nope. <laughs> no bolillo, bro. No. Nothing. Crickets. <laughs> Crickets. Did you ever? Did you ever? Look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, all right, I'm going to try to eat as much as I can. I did. Yeah. I did. It was just my metabolism. Yeah. I was never sitting still. I was always active. He was taking creatine. Was, yeah. well, no, I, my dad tried it. it. I was like, this is terrible. I'm not doing, it's not doing anything for me. I still, to this day, will not touch any supplement on a table. It's just water, a Corona, and that's it. <laughs> that's natural. All GMO. That's about it. That's all I'm doing. Like, I really won't put any of that powder stuff in my body. I never liked it at all. So you were taking a weight gainer. I tried it, yeah, and I was like, "This sucks." And you probably lost weight. I probably did, actually. It probably hindered my. It probably stunned my growth. That's why I ain't getting no bigger. Oh man. Okay, so when did you realize, like, hey, I'm I can do something as an athlete? When I was in high school, my senior year, I was doing something that was really stupid. Like it, without the numbers I was putting up was ridiculous. Were you? How, oh, yeah. how hard were you throwing? I was 89 to 92. Okay. Which in that time, 88, you got that, a high school yeah. kid wait, throwing 92. This is 2000. Anytime. I was a junior. I was yeah. a, no, 2001, I was a senior. Any high school kid throwing in the 80s, you're like, whoa. Well, yeah. Yeah. This is how much the game's but changed. But when I was a freshman, we had a, a freshman throwing 80, 88. Like, you're like, whoa. Yeah. And He's I remember, 88. What's this guy throwing in? You were probably a, a hitter, too, in high school, right? Oh, no. Five at-bats my entire career. In really? Yeah. Oh, so you didn't oh, like I that sucked. part. <laughs> I could pick it with the best of them, but I could not stick it. Well, I thought I barreled it. It was a fucking lenient to the second baseman. <laughs> <laughs> no. So you knew what you were. Yeah. <laughs> so you were like you yeah. were just dealing in high school. Yeah, I just pitched. I focused on to, pitching. Were scouts coming to checking you out? Yeah. Did you uh, know what a scout and, was? I did because thanks to Ricky Nolasco, me and him being in the same area. Okay. He so went you, to Rialto. Uh-huh. We're rivals. 
Yeah. Um, Major League Pitcher, future yeah. podcast guest. So when we were, this is what put it into where I probably thought I had a chance to go on to the next level. Okay. And it wasn't college. It was like baseball or professional. Walk up. We're at, we're at Miller in Fontana. And Your high me and, school? Me and Ricky are going against each other, and he's at Rialto. And we walk, I walk out of the bullpen, and I look to take the mound. And I know I'm going against him, and I know it's a big deal that day. Look out there, and I look up, first pitch, radar guns from one on-deck circle to the other. I'm like, I ain't lighting that thing up. I already know he is. So we both went 10 scoreless that day. 10 Damn. scoreless? Yeah. He had like 16 or 18 punchies. I probably had 12. And Who won? We won in the 11th. Wow. Uh, their number two guy. Because in high school, you're only allowed to throw yeah, 10 a week. Yeah, we're only allowed to throw 10 in a week. Yeah. So, And, and that, for the listeners that don't know, back in the day, you used to get scouts to high school games. And if it was like a big showdown like that where a big prospect, like like you said, Ricky Nolasco, everyone was there to watch him. Mm-hmm. You get all these, all these scouts out there. And Jesse's like, well, why can't I use this to my advantage? You know? And, yeah. and, and that's kind of the way you look at it. It's my, my – I can out – Duel him, yeah, and maybe it puts my name on the map. So they were there to see Nolasco, yeah, not you, no. And that year we ended up getting drafted by both by the Cubs. Okay, no he way. was in like the fourth round, I think, second or fourth, third or fourth between those rounds or yeah. whatever. I went 39th, and I didn't say no. My dad did. He he's like he's not ready, and I I thanked him <laughs> for that. I was just I was too small, whatever. I didn't think mentally. I was like, what does this mean? Props to your dad, wait, wait, man. Yeah. What a- this is because now in this era, we know every the best sixth grader. There's seven U teams getting rings and they're playing championships. Did you play travel ball or anything like that? Yeah, that's all I did. But I would only go and, and pitch when I needed to get work. Okay. So whenever well, you, my dad felt I needed to get work, I needed to go throw. So your dad was pretty protective of your yeah, arm. He would yeah. not okay. let me do anything, anything stupid to, to hurt myself. Okay. Is he a big baseball fan? He was. He was. Yeah. Did he play? He played baseball and he played played football in just high school. Yeah. But he played it growing up and he knew what it could do. He just, it was basically common sense with him. Okay. And again, um, scouts, but go back to scouts uh, going and checking out uh, high school baseball games. That doesn't happen nowadays. Not like you much. said, it's everything's ranked. Everyone's ranked in the top 100 high school players and this and that. Everyone knows the perfect game. No, this is back in the day when. You had to put in work, and scouts are sitting there, was there no with their radio. Media. You couldn't yeah. promote everything out no, there. No, no. You just no. go out there, and you, like you said, you take advantage of a certain situation, and like like Jesse did. I'm just still stuck on Jesse didn't know anything about this world yet. No. Like, you were just like, give me ball, let me pitch, let's go. Did yeah. you know that they gave college scholarships out there? I did. Actually, we would have been teammates, me and Rick. Why? I was, Fullerton was heavily, really heavily recruiting me when I was at RCC. Okay. Oh, I, I just... Wasn't ready to commit. I mean, me and my wife, we had one on the way. We weren't going to tell anybody to hurt ourselves. Um, and in all honesty, she's still mad at me to this day for not having her in the room when I we were negotiating. But I couldn't have that in the room because I couldn't have money taken away from us for us you, three. We already had a family getting ready to go. So you were scared that they were going to take money yeah. away from you because they're like, this guy is yeah. coming with a little bit of extra. And that was the only time I've ever been about that. 
I've never been about money, but I was worried about it at the time because I did not know anything coming forward. Yeah. After anything. So this is Fullerton offering you a college scholarship? College scholarship. Yeah, they wanted me to take an official visit and I didn't want to do it. Because you had a kid on the way and you're like, I got to sign. I got to sign. I got to go play. I got to go play. Gotcha. I need some money. I got to go play. And I couldn't put her in the position to see that and get that taken away from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's how leverage. Much, you got to have leverage. Yeah. You have, exactly. You show up and it's like, hey, I need this. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, what do we say? It's always a business. They're like, yeah. oh, okay, here, here, we're taking away, you said, we're taking money from you guys. Yeah. Ooh. So you go A.B. Miller High School and you get to play with Abe Alvarez right yes. there too, right? Yeah. Which he turned out to be a huge, mm-hmm. a legend at Long Beach State. Yeah. So you guys would have been playing against each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he was huge for me in high school growing up. He was a year ahead of me. Uh-huh. And Abe made it to the pros with the Red Sox. Got yeah. Hurt. Won a World Series. I think he's yes. got a ring. Yeah. He does have a ring. And if it wasn't for a lot of the things that I saw him do as a professional in high school now, not even just let alone outside of it, from the work ethic he put in to the time after he pitched, he'd go run. Not Nobody told him to do anything. Oh, he was different. To, yeah, he was different. He was a different breed. In high school, he's doing this. Yes. Not going and to Jack in the Box like most everybody else. No, no. He was a lefty, man. They know yeah. how to work. Oh, lefties, yeah. awesome. <laughs> lefties get it. No, no, they don't. Don't, don't. don't tell him that. Lefties get it for some reason. Oh, here we go. Here we lefties go. get it. Righties got a got an itch on their shoulder. <laughs> we can't make the ball move like lefties. You know? Oh, but you can't. No. So you go, like I said, we're, this is like we're going through your life here before we get yeah. all the good stuff. So you are at Riverside JC. Mm-hmm. You, you're the freshman of the year in the state tournament, MVP, all that other good stuff. Do you still know what it is that you're doing? You still don't know. You Not still have all. no clue. You're just, you're like, just living, living it up just yeah, day by day. I, I'm yeah. going to go out and deal. Yeah. Give I'm me the play, ball. I had two options growing up. Military, baseball. One or the other. Sports. I'm not man enough to do what the guys in the military do. Yeah. No chance. It's my, I, I tip my hat to them. Hence, this is why I love the Army Green. If you look at the cars that I have. Yeah. There's no chance that I will not ever disrespect that, that brand. And I felt if I went there, I would do it. I wasn't mentally ready or physically fit for that. And right now we're sitting in Jesse. He was kind enough to bring us into his home and yeah. show us his garage. And it's, I told Beto, it's a lot different than anything I've ever seen. I have a man cave and it's more inside of the house. Yours is a garage with some badass cars and gaming systems yeah, and legit. basketball. That's where, like, let's fast forward here, though. You grew up and you were born in a garage. Now you own a garage with full of toys. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, pretty dope. Hit I, you? It does. And that's why my wife gets mad at me because I'm always up here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can't like and it gets back to, you know, where I what I said earlier, like we were always humble as a kid growing up. Like that's what we were. And and I was only one for 12 years until my brother was born. So I knew how to how to understand that part and grow up really fast. And then the first first talk I got in the big leagues was from John Grable. I called him Grandpa Grable. I said, he goes, Chavi, come sit down. I said, what's up? He goes, I'm going to tell you one thing. He goes, do me a favor. For as long as you're going to be here, just stay humble. Do me a favor. Just do that for me and we'll be all right. Because he's from Covina. And he was a player? He was a left-handed reliever, yeah. Okay. It's that for a while, simple, yeah. man. It's he, that simple. It's it, really that simple. Is, it really is that simple. And, and when you get to the big leagues, a lot can get in trans. You can get lost in transition, and you can get caught up in stuff that 
you shouldn't get caught up on money and living this lavish life and and but what's you, anybody in their 20s yeah but if, mm-hmm. if if you stay humble in the game you're the game's you're just gonna you're gonna enjoy the ride and you're gonna be you're, you're gonna understand the ups the downs of of this game and and sometimes that's where you can get lost so your daughter was born while you were in college no, she was born my first spring training, 04. Okay, so you, you said, forget Fullerton, I got to go make money. Yeah. I signed, you get drafted signed at Signed in 03. Then 03. Who, who were, I, I'm in yeah. RCC, Riverside Community College, Studs. was big time yeah. during those times. Yeah. yeah. Still. Yeah, still now. It, uh, not as much yeah. now as they were then, as far as the numer- amount of players yeah. year in and year out. Who who played with you on those teams that that? Did Tommy Hansen play on that team? No, he was after me. After you, R.I.P. Yeah, big, good dude. Yeah, oh, unbelievable, oh, amazing yeah. guy. And uh, I know Jojo Reyes is from Jojo. This area. Yeah, he lives actually. Uh, we could we could probably see his house. Yeah, on the we other just side talked right to him. There. Yeah, we <laughs> talked to him. To, yeah. Um. Uh, so you there? I, there's the, a lot of players that yeah. have gone through there, that have gone it's on to factory. Play Bill Murphy. He was Arlington. He was Arlington. Arlington. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Ricky's bringing Riverside knowledge over here. Ricky yeah, I know. I mean, I know a few guys Rick, that Rick I've run into in the. Not bad East LA kid, you know, because <laughs> Riverside might as well be the other side of the world over here. <laughs> Did you ever come across Chris Hernandez? Chris Hernandez. Chris he was Hernandez. with Pittsburgh in the minor leagues at the time. No. No. He's so like, you he, get drafted to RCC, what round? 43rd. 42nd. 42nd. Yep. How Wait, much? In, so I went backwards from high school to How Juco. much did you sign for? 225. 225? Yeah. Holy I got shit. a good. I got a good round for being a draft to follow. Wait, 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 wait. You get drafted in the forty third round. Forty second, yeah. Forty second, and they give you money still. I thought usually yeah. they just give you a bus ride. <laughs> you would think, <laughs> right? A, a thousand bucks and uh, I, oh, because you had college offers. No, well, he was a draft and follow. I was a so draft he's got a little follow. bit more of a leverage. I have a, legal, he, I have a leeway. Uh, oh, what's a draft to follow? Where they draft you, then you can sign you, the following year. You can sign before the draft. Up until a week before the draft, and then you can go back in the draft if you don't like what they offer you. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. So you had leverage. I did, yes. That's why you couldn't tell anybody, hey, I got a kid on yeah. the way. Ah, okay. But, I mean, in my eyes, I'm looking at, you look at my college numbers, you're like, why, are, why is this a question? Yeah. Well, before the draft came about, before I went uh, 42nd, I'd gotten a call. He's an agent now, I guess. From a scout, he goes, "Do you think you're a a top top seven round pick?" I was like, "In all honesty, just look at my look at what I did this you're year. Look what I did last year. That year." I was like, "You should have been like, there's fuck no yeah. chance." I was like, <laughs> "I was being subtle," and I, I was like, "In all honesty, I had 20 games in JUCO in two years of JUCO. Like, where we hung up, and I had 24 wins below a two. Do I need to keep going? 90s? Do I need to keep going here? Yeah. And now we're at 280 innings in JUCO, and that's unheard of in two years. Wow. Do I? I'm like, I'm. I I need to stop like promoting myself here. Like you should have saw it. Fuck, you should have called me out. But then again, I think it Don't was. You know this guy. Santa Ana, conference championship game to win it for us. I threw 166 pitches. In a game. In a game, yeah. Jeez. Jesus. And it was like the sixth inning, and I was like at 120, and I walked, I'm walking in. We had somebody warm. I was like, I told Dennis. Your coach? Yeah. And he, he gave me the – he let me do what I could as long as I did what I had to do. So okay. if I wanted to say something, I had to show that I could say something, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. 
And I was like, I'm finishing this game. No matter what. He goes, okay. And I ended up finishing it. My last pitch was 91. And I guess I think that's what got me the number moving forward. Because the, there was a big guy there. Probably one of the cross checkers probably saw something. That helped me out. Yeah. That saw like, okay. Man, that's 166 what? pitches. Think of that. That's, you'll no. never, ever see that nowadays. No, Not, you'll never see 110. Spring training. <laughs> <laughs> you and he's lived a little bit of the old school mentality mm-hmm. of baseball to the new school. So mm-hmm. we'll probably, we'll get into yeah, that yeah. a little bit later, but I'd be interested to find out what his thoughts are. Oh, we're, know, we're getting, yeah, it's a, so now. when you look at this though, you finish that up and you talk to us and you got, and you're like, all right, I need to go because your daughter's going to be born. You got, you're, you got to be a man fast compared to everybody else. You go to spring training. Where did they send you? I went to shorts. Uh, so I signed, uh, when I signed, <laughs> the Cubs so with no with the Rangers on Rangers Rangers in 03 I stopped going to school on Monday hell <laughs> yeah what Saturday. the fuck for what you ain't transferring <laughs> fuck this my wife hates me to the day she goes you're so close to getting to finishing you're just, I was like I gotta get ready that was my, my I was like I gotta get ready to produce for us uh-huh. so I stopped I stopped going on Monday and I started getting ready for short season I went to Spokane in 03 and then I went every level after that um, repeated double A in 05 and 06, and then triple A for three years. 05, 06. And then got traded to Pittsburgh in 06. Four? Ooh, who was that for? He's going to be mad at me right now. <laughs> um, it's not fair, Rick. This guy's played for 38 teams. Akinori. Uh, 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 no, no, that was to Tampa Bay. From Texas to Pittsburgh, it was, it was a right-hander. And he played for Texas. Oh, Kip Wells. Sorry, Kip. Kip. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Kip Wells. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know everybody that you got traded for? For the most part. Really? Not really, though. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, though, because Ricky's learned this. I've told him this. So the way this party has started was I have my own separate one. So I'm, I've been a longtime reporter here in L.A. I've seen you in many clubhouses. Never really talked to you. I always just say what's up to you. Yeah. Because, you know, you should never, ever talk to a middle reliever. Or yeah. because it's like, if you are, fuck, they fucked up. So it's like, I was like, man, I never want to, because you don't take care of the Mexicans. I never <laughs> want to talk to them, bro. Then you come to the Dodgers, and that's the year I stopped covering the team. So I'm yeah. like, all right, I always rooted for you, because you always root for the Mexican-Americans. Yeah. Right? And then, so that's how I got to know Ricky, because when he was in Toronto, I saw him in Anaheim, I interviewed him. So I have my own separate podcast called Living the Dream, where we just talk, usually other reporters and other people doing their stuff. And when Ricky finally officially retired, I was like, what's up? You ready to do my podcast? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, hey, these podcast things are kind of fun. You can BS a little bit. We should do one. And so we were thinking about how to do it, like not to do the real sports analytic. And I'm like, Rick, you're going to notice these guys don't know what they did yesterday, but they'll remember what they did in 2003, 2004. And he's oh, yeah. like, no, no. I was like, sure enough. Sure yeah. enough, you're right there. Kip you're, Wills. Right? You're, you'll remember who owned you in short season. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, what happened yesterday? I don't know. What city am I in? I yeah. have no-, <laughs> no idea. But what that's happened the, in that's the way that baseball mind works, yeah. I think, for a lot of us. Man. You just so, never forget certain guys. Yeah. Where were you, you when you got called up to the major leagues? <laughs> How did it happen? <laughs> <laughs> I was in Durham. Um, with like, with like uh, uh, with the Bull? Yeah, no, I was in Indianapolis. Ah, we were playing the everybody's Bulls. Everybody's in Indianapolis when they get called up. It's a great city. Oh, it's the best. I, I told you. That's it's where Tolly totally got city. called up. It's a big league city. All right. So um, Indianapolis. They're in Nashville, I think, should have two yeah. big league stadiums. Badass, badass stadium. Um, we're, in, we're in Durham. 
And it was, we had a thing. It was me, TJ Beam, a guy named Jonah Bayless, and... Jonah Bayless. I played yeah. with him in Syracuse. Yeah. Uh, John Van Benscone. We had a, we had a bottle of, of Crown, and we would just sit after the games and just mingle and just talk about... And the clubbies would sit around and shoot the shit with us, too. Uh-huh. So it was awesome. And... In all honesty, I talk to the clubbies more than I do the the players. That's man awesome. of the people, man of the people. <laughs> yeah, because he's Mexican and, uh, and he talks to people. <laughs> yeah, and so it's like we're just sitting there, we're just shooting the shit, and get back to the hotel. And I had just given up a walk off that night on a, to Johnny Gomes. He was on a rehab assignment, <laughs> and I'm like, sweet, give up a broken bat, walk off to this guy. Next thing you know. We go back to the hotel bar. We're just having a couple of drinks, and we're like, "All right, we'll go up and call the family because they're three hours back over here." So yeah. we had a little bit of time for us. Mm. And I think my wife might have been working that night, so it, like I probably tried to plan on the the break or whatever. And so next thing you know, we're just hanging out, and next thing you know, I get a call, and they're like, "Hey, what do you, Trent? Uh, Trent Drew, it's like, are you? Why are you awake? You should be sleeping." I'm like, "For what? We're leaving tomorrow. Like, you know our our plan." <laughs> you know our drill? Was this the, the manager? The manager, yeah. And I'm just busting his balls, and he's trying to bust mine, and I'm trying to reverse it. And next thing you know, he goes, you're going up. I was like, all right. And all the all the guys in the room knew it because of how quiet and my look on my face. And they expected it a lot sooner in the summer, more than I did. You were dealing? Kind of, yeah. It was like hit or miss. Okay. Just because I would probably use it. And like, why am I not going? Then that next outing, I blow up, blow a save or something. I'm like, <clears throat> why'd you do that? And then could have been you. But I, that's how I learned mm-hmm. not to use the guy going up against you. Mm-hmm. And I should have known that from the beginning. But I was just, it was that, it was a, it was a crucial part for me in my it's life. It's part of the learning curve. I, yes. I, I feel like, yeah. As a ball player, you, yeah, you see a guy come up and you're like, man, that should be me. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it's like you're only. It's only setting that bad vibe inside you, and you you go out there and you give it up, and now you're like, God, well, that's why you're now in the I'm minors, not getting right? called up, and yeah. then it starts fucking with you a little it really bit does. mentally. It does, yeah. That's why you're in the minors because you're learning how to deal with that, with, right? Exactly. With stuff like that, yeah. yeah. And a lot of guys have trouble with that. They mm-hmm. see, they they can be putting up crazy numbers, and they're sitting there every day. It's eating them up, saying, "Why am I not getting called up? Why am I not?" Yeah. Instead of just enjoying the moment, enjoying the the success you're having, and your time's going to come. And when mm. it comes, don't blow it. Yeah, exactly. Be ready. Yeah. So they called you up, and you're like... Called me up, and I was like, okay. And he goes, it's not going to hit you till the tunnel. That tunnel driving through to Pittsburgh. And I'm just like, okay. Sure <laughs> enough, as soon as I get through the tunnel, my phone rings. And it's him. He goes, you get through the tunnel yet? I'm like, how the <laughs> hell do you plan this shit? I'm like... Who was the manager? Trent Jewett. Okay. Um, and I'm like, how do you, I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, how did you know I was going through the tunnel at this time and at the exact, and he goes, don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) He just said something and I don't, I don't remember the word, word to word, but he said it and I'm just like, it hit. I was like, you're going to the big leagues. Like you're finally there. Um, and then like, there's a picture up there that that's a picture of my debut not my cleats, not my glove. All my stuff was sent back to Indianapolis because we had no idea I was going up. Oh, we got to use oh, it. We have wow. a, a feature. We got to use it. All right, so describe and that picture right there, Jesse. You're wearing Reebok cleats. Does Reebok anybody cleats. wear Reebok anymore? 
<laughs> no, no, Poppy back, retired. Back in the so. day, those were popular oh, yeah, were. in the clubhouse because they were suede. Yeah. They were really nice. You had nice. to be really cool to get suede. Oh, yeah. Those oh. were really those were suede, so they weren't mine. That's how you tell. I All right, so that's your Pittsburgh Pirates debut. Yeah. Who's, whose cleats are those? Uh, Nate McLeod's cleats because he wore a half size bigger than mine. I wore an adult nine. <laughs> adult nine. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's uh, Matt Caps' glove. Matt Caps' glove. Wow. Why didn't you have a glove? They sent his stuff to. They sent my stuff to Indianapolis on the on the FedEx on, truck. So when they were playing in Durham, it was their. They played and it was getaway, and yeah. then they they grab oh. all your equipment and the shipping truck. Yeah, they so sent it all to Indianapolis. They didn't know he was getting called up. Oh, so yeah, he gets called up in and the international league. We don't. They don't fly the yeah. equipment on the plane. The they send it on like a FedEx truck. A FedEx truck. Yeah. All right. So you have borrowed cleats. So you're like borrowed glove. I feel like, were you more stressed out about, you're like, oh, fuck, I don't have my glove and cleats. I mean, you can be superstitious about certain stuff, and you're like, now I'm going to the big leagues, and I don't have my fucking gear on me. It was more sore about the bottle the night before. <laughs> <laughs> Phone rang. It was a two-to-one two ball game. We were down one, going into the ninth. And I'm like, who's the first batter you faced? Mark DeRosa. Wow, D-Ro. Yeah. So you guys are playing the, the Cubs. Cubs. We're the Cubs. And I'm literally sitting on the floor, feet laid out, glasses on, half asleep because I couldn't sleep the night before, as you would not because your yeah, mind's you know, going 100 miles yeah, a minute. Absolutely. And then next thing you know, the phone rings. I look up. They're like, Chavi, you're in. I said, huh? <laughs> okay. My first pitch, getting ready. If in the bullpen, the, in the bullpen, if you know the Pittsburgh camera in the bullpen on the home side, it's about 15 to 16 feet up. My first throw went about 12 feet above that. <laughs> <laughs> the whole bullpen looked back at me. They're like, what? And they just gave that little look. And I was just like, all right. First pitch pop. So up. You're still buzzed from the night before. Yeah, <laughs> apparently <laughs> a little bit. Rewind a little bit. Chavi. What's the call to your parents like, to your pops, a guy you looked up to, and your mom, um, you know, a hardworking yeah. parents? What's, what's that call like when, when you give them the news? Well, my wife kind of broke it down for me as far as telling me I was full of shit, so I had to figure that out real quick. <laughs> so she didn't she believe goes, you? No, she goes, you're full of shit. You're lying. I said, yeah, I am. She goes, why is it so late? <laughs> Like, like not, not late in the season, but like late at night. Like, late at night. I was like, oh, you've been drinking. I don't know. She goes, you just gave up a walk off. Like, why are you like? <laughs> your wife is awesome. She, she wears me out all the time. She goes, what are you doing? Like, what this? Forget so, the media. Your wife is rough. Yeah, yeah you just gave up a walk off. You don't yeah. de- tell a manager you don't deserve to go to the big league. That's what she said, huh? <laughs> and then no, so I called my parents and they they were ecstatic. Like, yeah, they still didn't like. They understood it, but we still didn't understand it. Yeah. I, I know exactly that feeling. What because, like, what do you, you mean? You're just like, you, you don't, don't understand it? it. You're just sitting there and you're like, okay, now what? Yeah. Like, now what? Like, you're t- saying I get to go pitch on TV? Like, it doesn't really, it, for me, it really didn't hit me. Until this day, I look back at the four plus years I spent in the big leagues and I'm like, wow, did I... I don't think I fully ever understood what it was like to to pitch to actually pitch in the big leagues because it became something that it was pretty normal for those four years. You're like, okay, I go show up to the ballpark, do my thing, I get out. You go through the tunnel. You mm-hmm. go, yeah, you go through whatever tunnel you're going through, and it's just. But then you look back at it and you're like, wow, I don't think I fully had a grasp of everything that I was yeah. doing. I mean, I'd catch myself even in my fourth year 
looking around Yankee Stadium, and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? All the time. <laughs> All the time. You know, I think it's just, I always remained humbled by the game and, and always respected the game that it just never really hit me that I was a big leaguer. When people would go crazy about meeting you, you're like, uh, what's going well, on? Both of you guys yeah. are reserved. That's why when that, I told yeah. people doing a podcast with Ricky, they're like, I full talk. So I'm like, yeah, actually, yeah. Ricky's got awesome stories. <laughs> like, I get all excited. Ah, I talk too much. I get all loud. Ricky's like the one that calms us down. And what you just said about you don't quite hit you, it sounds like it still didn't quite hit no. you. And like, you're probably, well, in, in, like you said, you're 12th or 13th year playing in the big leagues. And it probably still, you walk into work every day and you're like, wow. Yeah. When, you, when your dad answered, did your dad answer the phone? Who told you? Your mom or your dad? I don't dad? know. If, I don't. I, okay, well, I don't really remember. How, okay, how about this I one? I don't remember though. who answered. I, it might have been not an answer, but might have been a text because I didn't have an iPhone at the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Couldn't when, afford it. You're in the minor league. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. what I was going to go to. So I think I read a story once that your wife was supporting you guys oh, while yeah. you were in the minor leagues. Oh, yeah. Because she's a long shot. Shout out to mm-hmm. the ILW 13. If not, I'm going to get beat up by you guys. Yeah. Um, she was doing the work. She was working at night. Oh, yeah. And you had one kid at the time. We had one from four till nine. She was working 80% of the month. So she was working basically 28 days out of the, trying to get out 28 days out of the 30, 31 days a month. Wow. And that's a, a longshoreman. That's a rough job. And you're that's working on driving the from Victorville to Long Beach. You were living wow. in Yeah, we were 92 miles one way. Wait, you were in Victorville smoke. and she's yeah. going to Long Beach? So, that, that job, Rick, that's manual labor. Like, you're yeah. working down on the docks, crazy hours, weird hours, and yeah. she's trying to get her stuff. She went gangster for about six years. And you were making... She Damn. did. And so you were making moment, peanuts in the miners, right? I was I making mean, nothing. Yeah. So she's like, supporting your dream. Yeah. In all honesty, like, my last of my signing bonus was a Christmas present for her because I couldn't afford anything and then didn't know how rent was going to be made. Wow. I had to man. figure out that point. My respects to your wife. Oh, and, and it's ugly to, to you, but her and her dad. Is she, she I hope so. All right, what's her uh, name? You got to shout her out. Oh, Crystal. Okay, yeah, right. yeah. All right, um, thanks, thanks, Crystal. Her, and that's, to her, she's she's I the mean, key, she's and, the glue to everything. To, and this is the type of thing. These are the type of stories that we hear, and you're just like you can you can't help yourself but root for for Jesse every time he takes the mound. And like I said, I know I knew a little bit about him. I didn't know much. But you listen to this story and it kind of gives you chills. And we haven't even scratched the surface yet, man. Bobby, yeah. make sure we got batteries. Um, <laughs> when you got the call up and you talked to her and all the struggles you guys had, young parents chasing your dream and people probably telling you, like, hey, man, fucking man up and go get a real job. Oh, yeah. 850 a month in Stockton or Spokane is not going to cut it. Yeah. You have a daughter. Quit being selfish. I'm pretty sure... They never told yeah. you, but you know they're out the fucking... Oh, yeah. She's most I got told. There. I got told. Shut up. People tell yeah. you. I just told him I don't know how to work a cash register. <laughs> that was my answer. I don't know how to Wait, do who it. Who told you this? Oh, numerous you have to people. Say the numerous people. Numerous people. Well, usually family, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to work a cash register, so I'm not going to do it. I said I, I delivered pizzas when I was a freshman in college. She got me the job at Domino's before she started working. And then I was like, nope, not doing it. And ever since then, I just kept sticking with it, and sticking with it, and. There was a lot of, lot of, lot of lessons I learned throughout the minor leagues that I had to get to the program that I'm on now to keep. What do you, what do you think is the biggest lesson you learned? Oh five, we're in Bakersfield. That's low A, or high A. I was in high A. High A. And not where you want to launching pad. 
Sí. <laughs> and one of our trainer comes into town. I'm like, what are you doing here? At this point, I'm like 95, 98, just hovering, putting up zeros. Slider's 91. Wow. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. And we were just, we were having fun. Our bullpen was great. This is May now, early May, maybe late April. Okay. Early in the season. And he comes in. I'm like, what are you doing here? He goes, I'm just watching. Something doesn't feel right. Pitched that night. I think I struck out two out of three. Comes in. Pitchers. We won. Pitchers, get in here. We're in. I'm like, all right. And Dave Chavaria, from the times I've known him calling pitchers in, he usually flips the table. And I'm like, this is going to be funny. Is your manager? No, our pitching coach. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, usually he calls us in. I'm like, this is going to be funny. We just won. I'm like, what's going on here? He ends up saying stuff about like, oh, Texas wants this kid here, this and that. He just shows up every day thinking his arm's going to get him to the big leagues. Doesn't do anything. All right. We're like, okay. We're all like, who is this guy? Who are you talking about? I'm not thinking it. Not even, not even having a hint. I don't even know what where double A is. Yeah. Don't even know what double A is. And we get out of the meeting and meeting ends. This is like a 15 minute rant on this one person about work ethic. I'm like, well, I thought mine was pretty good. I'm like crossing off checkbox. Getting ready to walk out. I get grabbed by my shirt. I get pulled <laughs> back into the room and he wears me out him and the trainer. And he's the trainer now with the Kansas city. And I'm just like, what? It's you. I'm like, well, I get it because I'm still here in the room. And they just laid into me and couldn't walk for about a month and a half after that because I was in the weight room every single day about stuff, uh, stuff that I thought I was doing wasn't enough. It was my first year as a reliever, okay. so I didn't know it. And I explained it. I was like, in all honesty, yes, it's my fault, 99% of it. The 1% of it is be like, hey, you're first year reliever. Talk to people. That's the 1% I will, I'll not take credit for. <laughs> but the 99% is all my fault for knowing that it was my first year relieving. I didn't know how to be in a reliever's program. You were so 21 wanted, at that time. Yeah. And I wanted to throw every day. So if I was woke up and I was great, I just threw. That was my upper body. You and, didn't huh. know... So those 15 minutes, they're ripping everybody. You're like, damn, that guy sucks. You had no clue that it was about you. Uh -uh. And it wasn't like the impression I get. You weren't like that cocky kid. Like, no. hey, I'm the best here. It just, you just didn't. I was have just a smart ass. Uh, like, yeah. I just had fun. I was a been smart the, I go with the flow. I'm chilling. I'm great teammate. But I'm just going to go and just yeah. ride the wave, kind of, as we say. And I think that's, that's what you're going to get out of Chavi, you know, if hey, if they call down, he's ready. You know, he's not a guy that's, I feel like, he's going to take the ball anytime he gets that call. That and, re and relievers in the big leagues, uh, you can attest to it, don't really, it's, it's not like they're in a huge yeah. workout program. They're not in killing the gym every day, but they get in there mm -hmm. maybe once, yeah. twice a week. But Because so they got to be ready. You? That changed me a lot. That changed me a lot. Like how to be a professional or? How to work. More than I thought I was. Um, and she can attest to it. I worked a lot, but I spent it a lot at the field during the offseason as far as throwing. And my workouts, they were good, but they weren't good enough. Mm. But I thought they were good. 
You didn't know any better. I didn't know any better. Yeah. I was young. I, I was, 21. I wouldn't say I was immature. I had a kid. I mean, certain things, yeah. But when it comes to that part, like. As they say, they don't know no better. Yeah. How does it, how does, how do you know if you're not ever even exposed to the, a baseball life? Like, yeah. my, my exposure was just go out there and play. Yeah. As a kid, which is how it should be, which I don't like how games are going nowadays. Yeah. When you walked into that Pittsburgh clubhouse and you saw, is that the jersey that's hanging on your wall right there? That yeah. 43? You saw that cutoff jersey. Number 43, Pirates, Stripes. What did you think? Don't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny where what, you have your TV on and, and the, it's the Pittsburgh and the Cubbies playing right yeah. now. <laughs> that's what we're talking <laughs> oh, about. Oh, no way. <laughs> Pretty ironic, right? That's the vibes right there. Yeah, it, your it, major it, league it, debut was Pittsburgh against the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Your jersey since, up there. We're since talking Beto about. hasn't asked yeah. this question, and he asked all our guests, how much money was in your bank account when you got drafted? Mm-hmm. Well, see, Crystal was long short, so she had no, no, money. she no. We were. I was a Domino's delivery guy. She was a Domino's uh, pizza person. Oh, yo, hey! <laughs> so I'm surprised I, you guys haven't bought a Domino's. Right? Approximately, <laughs> approximately, probably like. Maybe four hundred fifty bucks, six hundred bucks. Wow! And then and, so two twenty five. It's huge. Oh, huge! And the only reason why I got a job at Domino's so I could buy Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> Not diapers. Not diapers. <laughs> Jordans. I I was I. That's all honesty. I got the job to buy Jordans, and you I was like, 19. delivery. I know how to get around this. How area. many pairs of shoes you got now? Uh, probably about one fifty, one sixty. Fuck. All Jordans. Not all of them, for the most part. All, for the most part, Jordans, yeah. Are we, the, uh, have you ever had a Nike deal? Yeah, that Did helped you, out a yeah. lot. Oh, okay. I right. say, yeah. So you get yeah. A, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. I don't have a Nike deal. So I started making my own cleats, then they dropped me, and they got mad at me. They what? They dropped me, because I was making my cleats, my own cleats. That's right, I remember you do. Yeah, you were the so one they got mad at me. Because you were wearing Jordan cleats. Yeah. Like, he would, he would make those. I, he would customize those, yeah. And he'd just send them in and get cleats on them. So yeah. I'm sure Nike didn't like they that. Didn't like oh, they it. wanted you to wear their yeah, Nike but, cleats? And no offense, I love Trouty, but I'm not going to wear his cleats and try and get him out. <laughs> a lot of, hey, that's how a lot of relievers think. Really? You won't? I, oh, yeah, I won't. I, won't I, I love him. The cleats are fine. And he's a great teammate. He's a great person to me. He's always been great. But I just can't wear another, person, another player's cleats and try and compete against them. Oh, they, <laughs> Nike wanted you to wear his? Well, no, not his, but I'm but just saying, like, those are the most comfortable oh, ones that they have. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Just so, because of the foot style that he has. Hey, man, but you got to have some style, though. You come in with Jordan cleats? Oh, he had some I sweet. Tried. Oh, I saw. they. Because I remember a lot of times guys were like, how the hell does he have those cleats? I was like, I think he customized them. And it, you it can. became a thing yeah. for a while where they started, you know, and you're probably one of the first guys that started doing stuff started like that. Jeremy yeah. yeah. Guthrie that was now. actually one of the first few guys I ever saw, but... He and was then, the first one I saw doing regular Jordans. Yeah, cleats. The yeah. Jordan but 1s. there's guys who, like, you send it to them, don't make it for you. Yeah, you like, can send any normal shoe. Yeah, mm-hmm. they'll do that stuff. All right, uh, now, when you get to the major leagues, how much was your first check? I think it was like... 13000 <laughs> $13,000, right? I think it was like 13000 What'd you look like at it? It was Where you were like, damn. I was like, oh, this is the last three years of the minor leagues. <laughs> <laughs> And your wife said, we and got this bill. Said, we got she this goes, bill. Chump. <laughs> <laughs> Chump, she was you better, keep, more. You better stay up there. I was like, there. damn. She goes, that's it. I was like, 
man. Screw That's you. for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you and your wife have a great relationship. Oh, yeah. Man. We there's no, it's an Which old bar. You can ask yeah. for. Yeah. You know, you especially need that support. Yeah. Growing always up, in check. Growing up that that quick early in the minors and having to deal yeah. with the baby, it's you know, it's it's tough being by yourself, yeah. let alone now having your wife, having a baby, and and props to you, man, for for getting to Appreciate this point. It. Where hey, did you have it? a suit when you got called up? Because you were on the no. road. We how'd you get a suit? Oh, I think it was like golf slacks and like a blazer. Oh, like you got away okay. with it. Yeah, it was like some cheap. Uh, okay. TJ Maxx coat. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to go buy it? Yeah. So you went to but TJ Maxx. But they were at Max. home. So no, he, we were in Durham. We were in Durham. No, but oh. we, we we traveled on the road, so we are, we had to bring a coat. Oh, okay. So you already had, had it. I had right. the, yeah. Because so, AAA, always, you know, you have to you have to travel with something uh, in case. Okay. So you got you said you said you got to play with Joey Bats before he became Joey Bats. Yes. I was able to. For our Toronto Blue Jays uh, listeners. Uh huh. So you, yeah, in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, yeah. Um. It was we, he had gotten sent down. Obviously, he wasn't playing. You actually said he was Joey Bats in Indianapolis. Yeah, he was. No Joey, way. Oh yeah, I thought was, it was just a big. He said he mashed. It was ridiculous. It was three for four, two doubles and a homer. Wow. It was he two just, homers and a and two doubles. So he it was said ridiculous. he just get up to the big leagues and just couldn't. He just had to play. Yeah, he just had to play. That's when he was a third baseman. He was third, third baseman. baseman yeah. Yeah. yeah, before he was outfielder. So you played those Pirates teams. Uh, Bautista, Nate McLeod. Uh, Nate was only in the big leagues. I never, he never got sent down when I was there, though. No, no, yeah, yeah. but I'm saying up in yeah, the big up leagues. Yeah, up top, yeah. And then uh, do you remember who was your catcher? Ryan Domit. Ryan Domit. Um, Freddie Sanchez. Was Freddie, Freddie was in, yeah, he was at second. Yep. Yeah. Called him Chewy. Chewy. Yeah, because he he's the only Mexican I know that doesn't have a Chewy in his family. Who? <laughs> Freddie Sanchez. You know Freddie? The second baseman from Burbank? He's he I played with the Giants too. Yeah, he was from Burbank. Okay. Yeah, I played against him in high school, and by playing him, I was on the same field. But yeah, he was a little yeah. dude. He was, yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, I, I Only Mexican. That. I don't know without a chewy. He's from Burbank. <laughs> you know people from Burbank. What up, Shad? Uh, <laughs> let me uh, let me tell you the cities you've played. Let's see if you remember this. Spokane. Mm-hmm. Clinton. Yep. Frisco. Yep. Bakersfield. Uh huh. Indianapolis. Yes. Oklahoma. Yes. Frisco. Yes. Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon. Oh, that's that, Arizona Fall League. That's Fall League. Okay, Fall all right. League. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Indianapolis? Uh-huh. Phoenix? Uh-huh. Pittsburgh? Fall League. Phoenix is a Fall League. Make your debut, Pittsburgh? Yeah. Indianapolis? Mm-hmm. Gigantes? Yeah. What is that? That place was awesome. Dominican. Dominican. The Dominican. Yes. Yo, they don't like Mexicans over there. No. <laughs> no. No. Um, all I've ever heard was, is you have fun out there. I had and, fun. And it's... In, and it makes that's you... That's intense. That, but it, I, it brings another perspective out of you, It does. It does. Right? I mean, you... Another lesson, I'm sure. It, yeah, humility. You know, is that a word? Like, humility? It's a new hey, write that one. Down, I, I create it up. That's <laughs> a, write that down. Humility. We're gonna make a new word. Humility. We're gonna make shirts. Humility. Like I don't think like humility. Like, am I making fun of myself or is it like yeah. you know like or am I staying humble? Like humility. So I humility new word. Write it down. Hey, hell yeah. Um, Trademark. So when I was there, we had a. It was a hard time for us as a family. Okay. My daughter. She, we found out she had a heart murmur. Our youngest. So it was one of those where I had to go because I. Didn't know where I was going to be, but I was here till the surgery was done. Oh, Went there, did did well. Ended up coming back like after before right before the first half. I just couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah, you pitched uh-huh. thirteen games there, and yeah, there's only twenty one in the first half. So like, I did. I thought I did enough to where like I was like, okay, I need to go home now. Yeah. Um, but I played with a guy named Rafi Rodriguez, who was former Angel farmhand. 
and he he showed me around the town, treated me well, treated me like family out there. And it it put a lot of things in perspective as far as don't take any things for granted just because we are in America and we have better things. Yeah. Well, he got this more, more more accustomed to things. Yeah. That's uh, true. You and play with a bunch of big league. Alexi Casilla, Nelson Cruz, Kedges Morales, Brian Pena. Lineup was stacked. Sean Rodriguez, Ramon Santiago, Moises Sierra, Will Venable, a bunch of dudes out there. Yep. And the attitude I've heard is just crazy because it's not, oh, let's just come play like it's Legion Ball. No, it's you better win. Yeah. You win or you're going home. Like, they'll find somebody or, else you, to replace you. You better perform or you go home. Yeah. Not just win, perform as mm-hmm. you as an import. Like, I've yeah. always wanted to go watch a game down there. Like, Maniac mm-hmm. always says, come down here. I got you. I got you. Just come down here. Yeah. Is that the only time you played Winter Ball? That was it. No, I went in 12. In 12. So then he goes Winter Ball. The then tomateros. he goes Pittsburgh. You, you went to Tomateros. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? that? Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Amazing. Kansas City, Omaha. And then you go from Omaha to Culiacan in the same year. Yeah. <laughs> That's two different worlds. It was bro. awesome. That, if I didn't go there... I don't think I'd be sitting here today. Shut up. We would really? be having this conversation. You played 17 games only for Tomateros. I threw, yeah, 17 out of 21. And then I went back for playoffs and threw 8 out of 10. Some why, good, why did that change you? Some good pay right there. It was cash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Straight cash, homie. It was. <laughs> um, my cutter. Oh, that's, where it? It came, that's where it started coming into fruition. Is, is it somebody taught you a grip while you were there no i was working on it when i was with pittsburgh okay i just never committed to it because it would get my slider back on track as far as keeping my hand on top of it and if it wasn't for going there i don't think it would have a the confidence b the scenario and what i had to go through to if i wanted to keep going because you weren't an established big leaguer yet no no i was at the crossroads the last two years i was down Triple A. Yeah. Did you ever come close to saying this is it? Mm-hmm. You did that year. That year. Mm-hmm. Wow. In eleven. So if you don't go to Culiacan, you might retire. In eleven, I called. Uh, we were in Memphis. We had just called somebody up, and I was just like, "All right, I got two and a half years at this point. Like enough's enough. Like I'm either going up or I'm not. And I'm I'm tired of doing putting up zeros and picking up other guys' stuff. And the guys that I'm picking up stuff, they have great numbers. And they're going up. Well, I called the pitch coach. I'm like, hey, I'm going home. Oh, so you made the call. During the yeah. season? During the season. I was like, oh, hey, wow. I'm going to go home. Because in 11, you got called up to the Royals. Mm-hmm. Four games, and you got shelled. Yeah. And then you well, went back down. When I got called up, who's going to be comfortable when your manager says, hey, you know this is temporary, right? Oof. Oh, fuck. It's going to be hard for anybody. Oh, yeah. You're so pitching, first words, instead of, hey, I'm here, you get, oh, you know this is temporary, right? Uh, well, first of all, I lost respect for that guy, and I will always have lost respect for uh-huh. him from that counterpoint on. But up until this point, the strides he's seen me make, he wants to try and ignore. No, I don't play that game. This is an eleven. In eleven. Eleven. But yeah, three games. It was four games. It just bad. And then I'm looking at your numbers in in Omaha. You were dealing. Yeah. It's just that one opportunity. So then you make the call to the pitching coach, and, and say, I'm like, I, I'm. I'm going home. What month is this? I don't remember. Middle of the it season? It had been after that. Okay. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm, I'm ready. I got, I'm ready to go home. I got two kids at home. This is, it's over with. Like, whatever the case may be. Like the guy say, matter. fuck goes, this fucking game. I'm done. 
Like I'm tired of dealing with the bullshit side of it. I'm not going to wear the business. I'm not. I'm tired of the business side. Like quit treating me like I'm a media. Mm-hmm. Like treat me like a fucking the guy you want yeah. going battle for you. So we end up. He ends up being like, "Hang on, wait for me." Comes comes down. We talk. We have a good talk. And, you know, he goes, do me a favor. As, as much as we talk and communicate, do me a favor and stay. Is your manager telling us? No, our, our bench coach, our pitching coach. Oh, pitching coach. And I'm like, all right. I said, I'll give you a week, week and a half. I said, up until that point, I mean, I, something's got to happen. And I think probably two weeks later I was traded. Two? Or, or claimed. Unless I got called up. I don't remember. I, was, I mentally checked out. <laughs> not, not for business side, not for my teammates. Yeah, I yeah. didn't mentally check out for my teammates, but I mentally checked out for whatever else was going to happen. So I made it known to the front office and everybody else at that point that I was unhappy. Like, you guys really did me dirty for no apparent reason. And like, then you get claimed by Toronto. Yeah. That's where... Yeah. Like, I did nothing wrong Yeah, that year. Got labeled uncoachable. Like, I dropped sidearm for you guys. Like, how does this? I went oh, you're over the top 98 to sidearm 92. Like, where do I get hung up at? Yeah. No type of deal. Like, And but, that's just sometimes the part of the business where, mm-hmm. where you, you're sitting there wondering, what, what else do I have to do? I've, I've given the organization everything they've asked me. I yeah. come in and do my work. And sometimes it just doesn't work out with an organization. Yeah. But... Then again, we go back to it. It probably taught you another lesson like, hey, I got it. In this game, and I don't mean it in a bad way, you have to be a little bit selfish yeah. and look out for yourself. Because if you don't look out for yourself, then nobody else will. Yeah. And you got to go out there, put on, put on your numbers, boom, do your thing, and, and do good for yourself and for your family. Mm-hmm. You're ready to be done. You have no backup plan. You said you can't work a register. You ain't going back to Domino's. If you would have been done, what would you have done? No idea. But you didn't give a fuck. You were just like, I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll figure go, it out. I'll figure something out. Mm-hmm. Figure it out to this point. We'll like, figure it no out. No backup plan. No A, B, or C. Like, no safety net at all. Just that's how. Maybe go work with her. But that's how disenfranchised you were with your career at this point. Yeah. Oh, that's heavy. the fun got taken away from me, and, the, and but then so you go to Culiacan. Why? Who who took, who brought you there? I did. I, did. I I I went there on my own. I on I own. wanted to go. I wasn't going to go anywhere else because I wanted to go to Mexico to learn how to pitch. No offense to the other winter ball places, Puerto Rico, Dominican, and Venezuela, but you learn how to pitch in Mexico because you were no longer a prospect. You were the guy no. who was uncoachable. He's 27. Uh, he's already, his time has passed. Yeah. So I went down there and le- I want to learn how to pitch. Like, how do you throw two breaking balls? How do you throw three one changeups? Like, things that need to click. How do you throw things that move and counts that shouldn't move when you have to throw them to move? So he started thinking, I like to say, started thinking like a big leaguer. How do, I don't want to be a triple A guy my whole life. I want to learn how to throw that 2 0 curveball. I want to learn how to pitch a little bit backwards, behind in the count, three one changeup, three two changeup doubling up, tripling mm-hmm. up on certain pitches. And like you said, for you, it was the Mexico route. And yeah. Have you ever been to Mexico to play baseball or anything like that? No. No. And you enjoyed it? I enjoyed it. I had a blast. <laughs> how did you I, how The did that family happen, went down though? with me for the playoffs. 
for oh, New Year. Yeah, we spent yeah. New Year's in playoffs down there. It was great. But how did that happen? Who'd you call? Like, do you know anybody down there? No, I told my agent I want to go play in Mexico, and he called Cuyacan, and I ended up going there, and I was like, this is awesome. You do know, like, there's these, like, drug wars and all that other stuff, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, Chavi don't you care. Live in, you live in Pomona. You're close to it. I mean, shit. <laughs> you're just closer to the distribution <laughs> area. in the middle of the hood in Pomona, so, like, yeah, we're good. You're just more, you know. Ain't nothing going to scare you, man. You're, no, you're in the epicenter. No, you're no I mean, you live with a shotgun underneath your couch anyway, so might as well. What did your wife tell you when you saw you? I'm going to Culiacan. She was, she doesn't like me going to winter ball. She doesn't like me away from home. Yeah. But especially she was, in the off season. Especially in the off yeah. season. But she was like, you know what? You have to. You have to. Go. You played with uh, Rodrigo Lopez, big mm-hmm. leaguer. Matt Bushman was a big leaguer. He's a uh, bullpen coach for the Blue Jays now. Bushy? Yeah. Uh, nice. Uh, yeah. Cisco Rodriguez, Mexicali guy, mm-hmm. Angel, Amari Sanit, Aaron Wasserman, guys who play in the major leagues, uh, Oliver Perez. Yep. OP. Uh, and guy we know, Carlos Muniz. Now, yep. so the oh, Indians, Charlie, oh, that's, where that's where I met him. Yeah. Ah, okay. A guy okay. who had a cup of coffee with the Mets, good mm-hmm. dude. Yep. So this isn't like, and I, I finally got to experience winter ball where I went, Rocks or Royal. What's up, Rocks? He took me to game Mexicali for Mexico out there. I was like, wow, this is awesome. I went to. That's Ch- where I met him. Rocks out there. Yeah, I saw the Charros game. There's nothing like watching a winter league game in Mexico. So much passion behind yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, even I was fortunate enough to play for summer ball. Yeah, for the Toros at Tijuana, and just the passion that you see there. It's it's a packed stadium. It's a party. It's everyone just having a great time, and it's yeah, all you can ask for. I think as a player, you start seeing that, and you're like, wow, like I feed off of this. This is cool. These people are just here happy. Did that. That attitude kind of reinvigorate your passion for it, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it gave me another life. It did. Damn. See, he's in Culiacan Winter League. You got to experience it in TJ. And when I went down there with Ace and we hung out and we watched it, like, now that's crazy. Did you feed off of the crowd when you're pitching? Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, you definitely do. And I think that's... I can just imagine winter ball. It's completely different from everything I heard from guys that have played there, guys who have experienced that that uh, that level of competitiveness in those leagues. You know, uh, uh, my good friend Edwin Encarnacion has says has said, you know, uh, uh, Aguilas versus Licey game. It's it's he's like you're shitting your pants literally during these series because you don't want to make that error. You don't want to. You, you're you're almost shaking every time your a ball's hit to you. It's that kind of intensity and um but again, you keep it fun. Like Chavi said, he 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 kept it fun and he was able to just kind of go out there. He knew what he wanted to do and I think he went there with that goal and it obviously helped him to this day to get to where he's at. That part of the attitude that he had of like hey, I'm almost done with this. Like mm-hmm. I call up. Did you ever call up a coach and said I was done? I called up my dad in double A. Did you? Yeah. In double oh, yeah. A. Oh, yeah. I was getting my ass kicked, and I said, Dad, I don't know if I can take this anymore. He's like, all right, pack your shit. Come home. You ready to work? In double A, your dad said to go home. I was like, he's like, you ready to work? Pack your shit. Pack it. Let's go. Do it. And I was like, uh, no. Like, I'll I don't stay here. <laughs> your dad, uh, the chief uh, truck driver, you don't want to yeah, no. do that. And we were talking, you know, about your time in Culiacan and how obviously it's helped you to get to where you're at now. Even, you know, like yeah. I said, you, you learn all these life lessons as you go along or the, through the game. And 
you go to Toronto and then you eventually come back and you're part of that that uh playoff run with them, right? Mm-hmm. The 15 or 16? 16. I I was in the, then they traded me at the deadline, but a lot of the stuff that I learned while I was in Mexico, I was able to instill it in 12 with certain guys. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to Oakland, from there till 15. That's right. You were you were the guy in Oakland. You were a starter there, right? I was starting there, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I was able to get a lot of my philosophies over there, guys to start thinking and believing, not having to really nibble. Why, why does it seem like Oakland's has always been like a blue-collar type team? What, 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 what do you think they do differently? Because you, they always get... We, want to, they, we, we wanted to make the surroundings better. Okay. Hmm. From the inside aspect. So we went, in order for us to get fans, we needed to ball. So that was the only way. So how were we going to ball? Be backyard hustlers, basically. So everybody had their own niche. Everybody had their own characteristic. Everybody had their own piece of that jigsaw puzzle that we were able to align and put together where it didn't matter what your personality was, it was going to mesh no matter what. And I think that's what each clubhouse should be about. Yeah. No, you're right. You're, you're completely right. And a lot of the winning clubhouses, that's what they're all mm-hmm. about. You, yeah. uh, I don't know, don't get offended if I say this, but it feels like you've been the underdog. Yeah. You agree with it? I could agree. Like, I don't mind it. It's fine. Know, like, you were a reliever, but then you didn't get the opportunity as a big-time prospect. Mm-hmm. You get passed over, but then all of a sudden you come back as a starter. Like, you've had a fight for everything. Mm-hmm. Why do you think you've had to do that? Size. Their thoughts of me not being durable enough. Just ask me. Like, I'll tell you if I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, in all honesty, like, that's what it's about. Like, you see me working every single day in the weight room and doing all this stuff and on the side and how much I pay attention to detail. Wouldn't you just ask me instead of you telling me what you need, what you think I'm doing? Uh, that's what I, I like about Chavi, man. Straightforward, straight to the point. Don't that's a, cut, cut like, the bullshit. Let's, let's. That's why some people that have been wanting to come on the podcast, we won't have them on because Rick's like, Oh, he's cool, he's cool. And I'm like, man, fuck that guy. He was mean to me when I was a reporter. <laughs> <laughs> not that I ever take it personal, but not even mean. It's just more of like, yeah. there's some guys that are just too much eyewash. Gotcha. And there's guys who are just... And you see it a lot, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean. the, uh, all right, now we're going to get into like the old man on the lawn here. Um, how much has baseball changed for you right now? Because now when you go spring training, there's like computers behind you. <laughs> it's oh, like yeah. a pitching coach. <laughs> Like, is that, do you like it, not like it, or? Um, I call each one of those little cameras spinning numbers. <laughs> so, like, hey, what are, what are the spinning numbers today? What are those things? <laughs> the Rapsodo. Uh, it's yeah. a Rapsodo. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I'll, early on in camp, I would, ref- or in the season, I would refer to our, one of our pigeon coaches as Rapsodo, and the other one is Trackman. <laughs> so, like, I would always mess with them. That's what happens um, when you have tenure. But, you know, you they're, both, they're both rookie coaches Chubby, in the big what? leagues, so, like, but not rookie coaches as far what, as yeah. overall, but like what did what did you dress up as as a rookie? Oh, my first one. So it was oh eight, we were the Olympics was at the time. We were the swim team. Oh fuck. So Speedos. Speedos. Speedos, shoes, goggles, walking shower through. cap. That's it. Walking through where? Milwaukee. Oh. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing to walk through in Milwaukee. No. The ghost at the hotel. The, yeah, the ghost. You got you got hey, a I'm lot not bringing that up, man. I'm leaving <laughs> Effie or whatever it is, whatever it is. Like, the Fister? The yeah, Fister. No. Oh, Effie's in Oklahoma City. No, the Fister is... No, 
Well documented. I've never seen one. Maybe Chavi's seen one. I've heard some things. I've heard some things like in Milwaukee, move. right? Yeah, yeah, move. She moves shit. Yeah, we're not staying there this year though. <laughs> no. Yeah, Oklahoma City, the team, the hotel, the Lakers stay at. Yeah, it's, there's a lady named Effie that stays there. She they died. They say the Vinoy and. In, yeah. uh, in Tampa, Tampa is haunted. The Tampa one, yeah. Guys don't want to stay the there. The one in Scranton. The one in Scranton. Oof. That's <laughs> the one I want to go underneath and go underneath into the uh, train things. Nah, no thanks. I always wanted to do that. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. We used to do that in high school. We used to go to like abandoned places and stuff like that out here. Of course here. you yeah. did. See, fucking yeah. Fontana. That's we what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go to abandoned Hey, corn th- uh, You got dressed up more than once. Yeah, twice. In the My second, second year was, um, I was Pocahontas. Oh, fuck. Wait, why did you get two years? You had to, at the beginning of the year, it was you had to have a full year. Full year. You have to start oh, in the big start. leagues and end the big leagues. They yeah. made it tough on you, man. Yeah. Oh, but now they can't do it anymore. I only no. did it once. And Where were you? A cheerleader for the uh, Toronto Argonauts cheerleader. Oh, nice. Argo- oh, CFL think cheerleader. Think about it. In Toronto, you have to go through customs. Customs. Shut up. Through <laughs> security, through the terminal, and everyone's just kind of looking, and it's six <laughs> of us just dressed up as cheerleaders. Oh. <laughs> Obviously, the the rules have changed a little yeah. bit now. Yeah, you're not allowed to do different. a certain thing. It's a little different. But yeah, man, that was that was me. And I only did it one year, which I was cool about because I was like, all right, I started in the big leagues and then in the big leagues that year. We uh, all right now. Here's our, our advice questions. All right, mm-hmm. you have young kids, mm-hmm. and now your friends are probably like, Javi, my boy, he's six, he's a stud, he can do this, he's gonna be a big leaguer. What do you tell these parents? Is he? <laughs> in all honesty like i how do you know how do you i know? didn't even know yeah i still don't even know <laughs> <laughs> you know you have a player's card i think that works yeah but even then you're just like let him be let him be yeah, in all honesty play, all play other sports get to know the right and left side of your body and not just one side i think like, it's almost becoming one of those things where like parents are probably like oh we've heard this play it let them play other sports but you're hearing it from guys who who are successful at the big league level even mike trout you know who's mr baseball that as vague as it sounds just let them let them be let them be let let them be whether it's sports what uh, whether it's golf playing a guitar or whatever let them be let them be and if it happens it's gonna be awesome for you though a little bit before we we you jump on this one how was those two years getting to play at home one in being part of Dodgers and one playing in Anaheim was that like it was it was it was a catch 22 I would catch myself certain days a little bit complacent being at home and I would have to be like I'd check myself the next day and I, I would have to leave a little and it was just as far as like leaving time uh-huh you know oh you're living in Riverside no yeah I was living here Dodgers? for with the Angels I was living here with uh, the Dodgers I was in we were in Pomona still an hour <laughs> but I was getting really, like, as far as getting a little bit later because yeah. I was at home. And I was like, no, 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 no. Can't do that. Mm. Gotcha. Can't do that just because you're at home. I see. You said you weren't a, a Dodger fan or Angel fan as a kid. Was your dad a Dodger fan or Angel fan? Uh, he's a Dodger fan, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, he's a Dodger fan. What was it like leaving your dad tickets for a Dodger game? It sucked. But, <laughs> I mean, you got to. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I mean... It wasn't the fact that I didn't don't not like him or the history of the the team. It's just yeah. you let go of my guy. 
who my idol is. Yeah, Pedro. You're I still can't. holding on to Pedro. You yeah. know how many people right now are not in the hell? Like, hell yeah, that Jerry Curl was going to do something. You know, like. All that because Delino the Shields, or the, they didn't fucking sign or whatever. Like, oh. Like, yeah. So it's like, I just, I hold, I will hold that against. I don't hold grudges much. But you know how many one? Mexicans hate the Dodgers because they let go of Fernando? Oh, I bet. In the end of spring training. Yeah. But they're still there. Well, how many people were in the bullpen at Dodger Stadium? Chavi, Fontana, A.B. Miller, right here, fool. More in Anaheim. Really? Uh, yeah, it's closer. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to drive. You got three ways in and out of that place. Yeah, you got exactly. one way out of Dodger Stadium. Like, <laughs> How many people were like, hey, Chavi, remember me? And you're like, fuck, no. I'm like, yeah, man. Hey. But if you say I played with you, you're a teammate, I'll remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's one of those things. If, yeah. you're, if I went to school, I don't know you. But if I played against, played with you or played against you, I probably do know you. You know that people are listening right now probably thinking, fuck, I wonder if he's the one who delivered me a pizza. There was a guy that weighed 100 pounds. Probably. You maybe did. It was like, he weighed, there's a skinny guy. Oh, yeah. He, it had to be him. And by the way, he wasn't late either. <laughs> Is your daughter all good? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah, we, yeah. I, you touched on it a little bit. In yeah, yeah I want to let that Yeah, go. no, no, yeah. yeah, everything. She's okay, cool. All right, here's where we're going to show you a picture. All right, Chavi? First thing you see. When this you is see a this. segment we call. It, it's, it's, a, it's let's go down memory lane, but we kind of did it when you're talking about the jersey. But here's another one. Ready? I don't know. If, Your you probably, first reaction. This is just from Google. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. About. Two sizes too big on the jersey size and trying to throw a pitch I don't know how to throw. <laughs> mm -hmm. Clinton, Iowa. Clinton, the 2004 Iowa. Clinton Ooh. Lumberjacks. Uh, you have a Louisville uh, Slugger TPX glove. Was it yours? Yeah, I bought it on the table outside in spring training. You know okay. how the guys yeah, would be yeah, out in yeah. spring training yeah. on the tables? Oh, okay. How much did you weigh? Look at this. 140. Oof. Is that what it says? No, I don't know. I, I would I would agree. <laughs> wow. I could agree. I mean, in 06, I'll, no, 05, when I was throwing, when I hit 100, I was 152. So I could imagine that was. Wait, you hit 100? Yeah. When I was 152. At 152 pounds. Jesus. I think that one, I was a little bit leaner. <laughs> I, was leaner. Starting, I was starting at that one, though. You, you let yourself go a little bit. I let myself go. <laughs> what do you weigh now? I'm 180. Oh, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I let myself go over the years. All right, Chavi, when you signed your first real major league deal, like where it, the money was guaranteed, you don't have to say how much money. People can Google it, whatever. And first of all, taxes take it all, so I don't even think he has money. And don't ask him for a loan because, no, we got to buy some more video games. When you signed your first legit deal where the money was guaranteed, what did you buy? That you could say, hey, you know what? This is a toy. I've earned this. Like, fuck it. Like, a TV, a car. Did I get? Because you're practical about what you got. Yeah. We were in Pomona still. I didn't buy anything, in all honesty. It was the incentives that drove me more. Because I wanted to... I used the incentives to buy this house. Like if you hit enough innings... Yeah, like, innings, starts, whatever. I wanted the incentives to buy the next house. Oh, shit. You were not by I, then. I didn't want to use my... Yeah, this was in 17. First guaranteed contract was 17. Wow. Shut up. Yeah. Where I had, it wasn't arbitration deals and anything like that. that was the first. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like one that I had to like. That was I your got first deal in 17. Yeah. And you were what, 34 Anaheim. years old? 33 with Anaheim. Fuck. So for those of you people who say, oh, it's easy. We, how many times has Ricky told me this? It's easy getting there. It's even harder staying there. Staying there. And yeah. staying there and that grind. Like, and being able to, like you said, being, being able to 
keep that mentality, keep that grind. Fuck that. Chavi talked about it a little bit, going up and down, up and down, up and down. At one point, that shit gets tired, man. And these guys are like, fuck this, I'm out, I'm done. But sometimes all it takes is to hear that one voice. For him, it was that pitching coach and said, hey, stay, please. And I'm sure to this day, he's probably grateful. Yeah. More than that, more than grateful that he was able to have that talk and stay because he wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that talk. Fuck. Like, that's the thing that we're trying to get out of this podcast of the people and appreciate your time, Chavi, and all this other stuff, especially on off day, is that I told you we're not going to talk baseball. We're talking yeah. about, like, life stuff. And, like, yeah. you've oh, yeah. probably never done an interview longer than two minutes ever. No, not about not, not about life. No. And even, which I, think, really, which I like, think it's pretty cool that because he's a reserve guy. Everyone has a story, and we mm. keep going back to that. And and his is totally different than any other we've done. Do you even have a nice car, like a brand new? Like I don't. My you, wife does. Well, yeah, I have a Hellcat. My wife has the newer ones though. Okay, because in your you have these awesome vintage cars. Uh huh. Like that seems like who you are. Blue collar. Muscle car, not that you have any muscles, but like muscle car, <laughs> like where it's basic. It's you open up the hood, you can work on it. Yeah, like you, you're a man about these cars. Like, what do you have? This green one? It's a '65 Continental, hard top. That one's got over 500 horsepower under the hood. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and the silver one over here? It's a. That's my wife's '64 Chevelle. It's got about 430 under the hood. Uh, big block. All stock for the most part, and this is your this is your hobby. Yeah, you love yeah. doing the car thing, and yeah, I've got two other ones that are in the shop right now. That's awesome. That's cool, man. And that's the way I want to kind of wrap this up because the ability to okay, what kind of car did we driving when you had the Domino's delivery? It was a Chevy S10 on air shocks, not airbags. <laughs> <laughs> so like you, I would, it was like a, it was like a, it was, it was a tire pump, like a tire little nozzle on the back. So I would go, I would press it and go, and the bag would just, the bag would just drop. I'd have to get out and do it. I'd be like, look how sick I. The look. worst car to deliver pizza. That's how I learned to drive stick. Nice. It's a, the you, day I bought it. <laughs> and you I got that job. Can, why? To buy I think what? We're gonna have to have part two with oh, Desi Manic because I we, think it, well, I don't think we <laughs> yeah. touched on a lot of well, stuff. Eventually, we're gonna have it where we have the YouTube and the live stream and the cameras because we got to come back to this awesome man cave. And because I just want to play Mario Kart on this one, okay. <laughs> this man cave is legit. We'll have it on. We'll have it we'll, on. We'll put it on. We'll put that Papa Shot have a shootout. Oh yeah, we'll have it all. We're ready to go. We uh, have a, we have a golf range here. We have a golf range. range. Yeah. we have a we, we have, have it all, man. We have it all here at the at the. Hacienda de Chavez is what Hacienda. I call it. The Hacienda de Chavez. You yeah. really does have a name? Yeah. The last other house was Casa de Chavez. Ah, okay. But I, uh, and we, we upgraded. Uh, yeah, we upgraded we, a little bit. We, we, we upgraded. We, we hey, because we, we are a team here. <laughs> we are. We are there. We are. <laughs> you, you move around. Okay. Oh, you know what? This is one picture I want to get. Your dad. Is yeah. that your dad on the picture you have up yeah. there on the wall? That's your dad? My you? dad and the, uh, our youngest one. What's that picture about? I want to post that up there. That was family day at uh, Anaheim. In 17. And that it was moment. just one of those that my, some, my mom, I think, or my, I, one of them got it printed out um, and put up for us. We we're just sitting there having a, I was, I was having a beer. He doesn't drink. He's sober. He's been sober the last four years, I think. And he, we were just sitting there talking just, I want to say we were just talking about like just 
what it's like about being out there. In all honesty, That's I think father son moment right yeah. there. I mean, I mean, we've only been on the field probably two times, and that was the second time maybe wow. together. Because he's the guy who introduced you to the sport. Who yeah. was at the age of two was saying you were throwing it over the hill. Yeah. Like I know, I, anytime there's like a picture like that, I, I see somewhere that has because Ricky has one with he threw the first pitch or your dad threw the first pitch, and I'm like, that's just that moment. Yeah, it's got to be surreal. Yeah, um, the surreal one for him was when we clinched in Dodger Stadium on the last day of the year. He got to go in the clubhouse. He was pretty pumped about that one. Yeah. Yeah. For being a Dodger fan at that point and stuff like that, he was pretty pumped up. That's awesome. That's when he's like, okay, now he's my son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, the way we wrap it up is Beto. Uh, no, you, you, no, 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 you Rick, take no, over. No, no, no. no, no. It's, this, this is your Rick question. No, no, no. It's you. It's, this See, is your Rick question. Is like, he's, 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 owning, he's owning it. I like him. All right. He's all aggressive. <laughs> the way we do it is the last one is what advice do you wish somebody had told you when you were 18? Make sure you're ready. Make sure you're ready for whatever it is you're going to you're going to embark on, whatever the case may be. Whether you want to do you want to go on an entrepreneurship or you want to go for accounting, you want to go to business, sports, anything. Even leaving home and you're not ready for it, just make sure you're ready. Biggest thing I could say is make sure you're ready, whatever the case may be. Um we were talking about I said it the other day to our our mental coach, mental coach guy, head coach, I call him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Um, he got some good ones, humility uh, and the head coach. He right? goes, he walks up to me, he goes, what do you got for me today? Because we always give each other little words of wisdom. Yeah. And I was like, kill him, with, kill him with kindness. He goes, who's them? Who's um or them? And I was like, oh, it could be me, could be you. Just kill him with kindness. So I was like, you fucked up the head. The head guy's yeah, head, man. I did. I stumped his ass. He goes, what do you mean? He goes, I was like, yeah, kill him. He goes, who's that? I was like, don't worry about it. I said, you'll understand who they are oh, when it fuck. happens. You're, oh, you fucked him. I stumped him. <laughs> you probably left him like, uh, he hasn't I'm said supposed hi. to be doing this to you, not you he, to me. He hasn't said hi to me since. <laughs> <laughs> this was Saturday morning. You know what, you know what we got to do? Somehow we got to get Chavi and Romo in the same room together. Oh, my goodness. Sergio Romo, who also said, I just want to go to the Navy, Dad. My dad made me play baseball. I just want to go to the Navy. You were like, I want to go to the Army, but I'm not for the Army. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I would have disrespected them by not going, yeah. like not being able to live up to what they're about. Yeah. In all honesty, like that's a man's game. Yeah. Nope. And when you're living the man's game, you're playing the man's game, and you got Jordans every single game, you got over 150 of them. Because that's what, you know, a 15-year-old, when they hear that, that's all they care about. Yeah. Get the advice. Yeah. He's got Jordans? That's all that matters. Hey, I'm man. glad you can afford Jordans now. You yeah, know, we, we really appreciate you bringing thank them you guys to your house and, and sharing this experience yeah. with us. And, thank you, you guys. Know, with, our, with our listeners, they're going to hopefully get something out of it. Um, we, that's what we always hope for and strive for. Mm-hmm. But... To hear your story, man, it's it it makes me even bigger, bigger, a bigger fan of yours, and we'll continue to root for you, and 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 hopefully, uh, you get that championship ring to kind of add to the resume. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, uh, in Anaheim, didn't you come? What song did you use when you came into Anaheim? Volver. Wow. So that one. Forget you, Alex Verdugo. Those were my two, uh, my grandparents. Um. They had passed in 15, 14, no, 15, my grandma died in 
I think it was like 09 or somewhere around there, my grandfather had died. They were both Angel fans. So out of respect out of them, I had, I, I had to play the Volver because that was my grandma's favorite song and uh, being Angel fans. That's cool, man. That's awesome, man. And then the day she had actually passed, we, had a, we were in Pomona still. We had, I was pitching in Anaheim that day. Lost on one hit. <laughs> wow. Damn. So I got two hits that day. <laughs> oh, speaking of hits, um, how many major league hits do you have? I got one. You got one? I see the ball well in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that ball at? So uh, one of those cases, I think. Oh, you think? <laughs> I think. I don't even know if it's there. I don't even know if I got Who'd it. Who'd you hit the base hit off of? I think his last name was Anderson. I'm not sure. Oh, I don't okay. remember. Oh, you, it's not the hitch you need to be proud about. It's the base running blunder that happened after the oh, next shit. The next pitch. What'd it you was do? awesome. Oh, I got I got uh, two left feet, trying to round second, going to third. You fell? Nope. I looked back and got stumbled up, crossed my feet up, looking back, <laughs> rounding second. <laughs> it's a fun one to go watch. Oh man, I, I recommend going, taking back and looking, taking a look at that one. Where's yeah. the bat that you got the hit with? It might be on the side over there. <laughs> See, he saved it too, man. It hey, might Rick, be there. How many did you got, Rick? Two, man, two. <laughs> we got to keep reminding him. <laughs> Where's that bat? Uh, it's hanging in my man cave. <laughs> Where's the bat you right. That too. You got the BGs I with Oh, I retired everything, man. <laughs> I retired the bat, batting gloves, and I make sure I have the ball. The ball is bigger case than my first win in Big League. Sick. And I when mean, you come to uh, Hacienda Romero in Malibu, you'll see in his man cave. <laughs> oh, oh, is it in your man cave or is it in your weekend home? Which no. one, one are your homes? <laughs> um, it, it'll have his all-star appearances, all that other stuff. Uh, but above the very top thing, with a special light and a humidifier and all that other stuff, is <laughs> his mean. bat and his ball and his batting gloves. Yes. Yes. Damn yeah, damn right. Gotta let him know. Hell oh, yeah, two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesse again, Chavez, your social again, media man. that you don't use is just go find Jesse Chavez. He'll post you, are one, you active? I, mean, I got no. I got Instagram, but you, you don't, do. You're not. I active. don't use. Uh, it's not verified. So I don't know if it's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jesse Chavez. You'll find him. He'll it's the Let's Go Ricky Rowe podcast yeah. with another guest. Thanks again, Jess, for having us. Thank you guys Thank for having me. out there. Casa Galaga does the music. Bobby D showed up and he did work. And forget you for winning the freaking pool. Fuck. Uh, I watched one basketball game all year long. He was the NCAA pool. That's, that's the way to go. Let's go, Ricky Rowe. Let's go, Ricky Rowe. Thanks, Jesse. Thank you. Thank you.